Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Powder's Web Podcast. Um, I just finished recording this and ended up deleting it instead of hitting OK. So here's a, here's take two. There was a story of a man in the church that is often referenced when speaking on the power of our words. The story goes that a man of God lived next door to a neighbor that he didn't particularly care for. And for years, this man tried to be kind to the old woman, knowing that she was still a soul that God cared for. However, one day, the old woman did something that was the final straw, and the man prayed to God, Lord, I have tried to be a kind and loving man, but I have had enough. Please just take care of her for me. There is nothing else I can do. The next morning, the man finds out that the old woman had died of a heart attack sometime during the night. Horrified, the man tells God, Lord, that's not what I meant. I didn't want you to kill her. It's a humorous look at the way God works. On the one hand, he goes above and beyond to answer our prayers, but on the other, the answer is not always in the way we expect. When hearing the story before, I often thought back to the prophet Elijah and how he asked God to send fire from heaven to consume his sacrifice when he challenged the pagan gods of his day. But do many of you realize that God never asked Elijah to set the record straight? The prophet of the Lord got tired of people continuing to fall into sin from the false idol worship that was taking place in the neighboring kingdoms. So Elijah challenged their gods and told them that whoever's God would consume the sacrifice by fire was the true God. But the Lord never told Elijah to make that challenge. Elijah had such a close relationship with the Lord that when Elijah had had enough of the pagan sacrifices and disobedience, God honored his prophet and backed him up. I remember asking God about it last year. I asked, Jesus, how is that even possible? I can't even imagine how close of a relationship it took. And the answer I came to find out in the months that followed was surprisingly simple, yet confounding all the same. It all boils down to faithfulness. He began to explain to me the similarities in many of the great men of the Bible. Take the prophet Elijah, for example. His job, first and foremost, was to speak to God's people. Sometimes it was to encourage, but other times it was to condemn. To be an effective prophet, Elijah had to pray to, commune with, and speak with God on a regular basis. Even today's pastors will tell you that if you ever hope to lead God's people, you first have to have a relationship with him. And what about David? He was a lowly shepherd for many, many years. All that time spent alone with his sheep in the pastures. Don't you think that David spent a lot of time speaking with and meditating on God? He was still a boy when he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. He was still a boy, yet his relationship with the Lord was unmistakable. David had already spent years in a steadfast walk with God. Time and time again, the great men and women of the Lord have proven proven themselves faithful, faithful in prayer and obedience in repentance and sacrifice and in all manner of earthly things, both great and small. A pastor once stood in front of our congregation and told us that prayer has a compound effect. And that is in great part why I believe the elders of the church have such a powerful ministry and intercession. When you have walked faithfully with God for so many years, you have such a strong connection with him and such a profound impact on the lives of the people around you. When you walk faithfully with God, unbelievably doors will continually be open before you. Proverbs 11.6 says the righteousness of the upright will deliver them, but the unfaithful will be caught by their lust. The only reason it initially caught my eye was because it didn't follow the pattern set forth by a number of scriptures before it. The Proverbs usually go from poor to rich, slothful to hardworking, wise to unwise, etc. But this verse breaks the mold. It goes from righteousness to unfaithfulness. So how are the two connected?
To put it simply, you can be a righteous man and still fall into sin and temptation all because of your inconsistency. A faithful, sturdy walk with God yields a life that is pleasing to the Lord. When you are closely walking with God, it is so much easier to hear his voice telling us to turn away from sin. But if you continually walk away from a union with him, if you continually choose to put worldly desires before him and prioritize your flesh over your father, you can still look and act righteous on the outside. But ultimately, your heart will be ruled by the wrong things and you will fall to your lust time and time again. So what are you faithful to? If you are faithful to the house of the Lord, to prayer with him, to reading his word, and you fall into sin, you're still human. It happens. But I imagine that you go to the Lord with a broken and a contrite spirit to ask for forgiveness. But if you are not faithful to the house of the Lord, if you pray only once in a while, maybe in crises, if you only read your Bible every so often and don't desire the sincere meat of his word, if, when you do fall into sin, you don't feel the need to turn away from it, you might want to consider if you really want a relationship with God or if you just want him to answer your prayers. Because truthfully, my friend in the Lord, they go hand in hand.